Welcome to the Dream Living Podcast. The podcast for those who want to achieve phenomenal results in their life, career, and business. Now, here's your host, Angela Spears. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dream Living Podcast. This is Angela Spears, your host and Dream Living Coach, and we are back with another exciting new episode, continuing to focus on career. And I have my special co-host, special guest, Terry Thomas, back as well. She's an HR uh, extraordinaire. She's got 20 plus years of HR experience and is a life coach and is also my friend. Hey, Terry, how are you? Hey, Angela, I'm good. How are you doing? Good, 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 good. So um, ready to talk about more stuff career? Let's do it. All right. So our focus topic today (laughs) is managing your boss. If you've been tuning in, and hopefully you listened to the last episode, we talked about your first 90 days. So there's been lots of episodes. We've talked about getting up to being hired you've gone through your first 90 days. If you've missed that episode, I encourage you to listen to it because again, we kind of are covering topics in sequence uh, to some degree. But once you uh, tackle your first 90 days within that time frame and beyond, you also want to make sure you've mastered how to manage your boss. And there's approaches that Terry and I both take to succeed at that. And so I'd like to open up with the first question and either one of us can answer. What are some general strategies you use to manage your boss, particularly um, maybe within the first 90 days and beyond? Okay, well, I'll I'll start. I'll take a stab at that one. Mm -hmm. So um, when I think about managing your your boss and I think about that saying, I'm like, what does that mean? So, and you said, like you said, what strategies do you put into place? So when I think about that and I think about my manager, there's a motto that I have. It's like my, what I want to do is I want to make my manager look good. Um, so for me, that's like, what can I do? Um, if you know, you see your manager that gets frantic about some things or gets uptight when, you know, this certain project is going on, how can I help them mitigate that stress and, you know, make it successful for them? So that's one thing I think about um, when I'm talking to my boss and when I think about managing my boss. Um, the other thing that I think is really just like, very uh, first thing you should do is like find out how your boss likes to be communicated to how, how do they like to receive communication? How much information do they want to know or not know? Like, Hey, do you like, is it better for me to reach you via email or via messaging or via text? Or do you want me to pick up the phone and call you? You know, how do you like to receive your information? Um, What do you want to be copied on? Do you want to be copied on everything that happens uh, in a project up until the point where it's completed, or do you just want like milestones? What do you want to do? Because I've had some bosses like copy me on everything. Other bosses have said only copy me if it's on fire, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to get to them. Um, I, a lot of my bosses say I don't want to be surprised. So when I hear that, I'm like, okay, if I think this thing is going to escalate or if it's going to be big, uh, even though it may not be. I'll copy them on that. I won't copy on, on everything, but I'll use my judgment and say, okay, this is going to be big. Let me copy them so they know what's going on. Um, and then, you know, cadence. What, what's the cadence of, you know, that we meet? Do we meet once a month? Um, do we meet, you know, twice a month? Do you like, do you, how do you like me to give you your report? You know, I can show you in my mind what I would want to do, like major projects I'm working on. 
anything out of the ordinary that's happening, but is there a cadence that you want the reporting and what you like to see? So those are just things that you need to kind of find out from your boss as you guys are starting that relationship. So it can be a smooth relationship. Mm-hmm. So that's my, those are my thoughts. Angela. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. So mitigating situations that might cause your boss stress, you know, kind of be the eyes and ears uh, to help to mitigate those types of situations. Mm-hmm. And also that communication, I agree, are very, very important. Um, it sounds like we have similar approaches when it comes to managing your boss. I actually recently got a promotion. I don't think I share that on the podcast. Um, and yes. Yeah. And, um, so I'm very much in, uh, the first, I'm still in the first 90 days of my new job. And, um, one of the things that I start off with or started off with, and typically would when I have a new boss uh, or just in general, whether they are new or not, is like you said, aligning with them in terms of what's, what are, what's important to them? What, what are the, what are their priorities? so that I can make sure that I'm aligned to whatever their priorities are. I think it helps me to really prioritize my own goals because it kind of goes to what you were saying. You're aligning to what's important to your boss, good or bad. Um, I also ask uh, what keeps them up at night mm-hmm. so that I understand what causes stress, <laughs> kind of what like what you were saying, what really annoys them so that I can be sure that me and the team that I manage or not, even if I'm an individual contributor, that I'm not adding to their stress, um, that I'm helping to solve problems of anything. In fact, um, I, I also pay very close attention um, in meetings. And uh, I think in the past few weeks, I've I've no, been observant of things that are triggers for my boss and things that where it's like, oh, kudos, kudos, great job. So I can understand a pattern of, you know, what patterns align to what's good or bad for my boss. So what makes them happy? Let's keep doing more of that. <laughs> and what makes them stressed? Let's take at all costs, try to avoid that. So mm-hmm. um, I've actually been working with uh, my team to mitigate that. I've, I've already noticed some things and I'm like, let's uh, let's kind of talk about how we can manage this a little bit better mm-hmm. so it doesn't create that stress. Um, I also tend to ask a lot of questions just so um, I can understand my boss's philosophy on things because it's kind of getting to know them, what makes them tick, what makes them happy, what makes them stressed, all of that. And so I ask a lot of questions, um, like for instance, um, uh, what is your philosophy on this? What is your approach on this? Because before I start making a bunch of decisions on things, I want to make sure that I'm in alignment with my boss's thoughts about things. So if, uh, you don't want to be way out in left field, making decisions that are not aligned at all with your boss. So I ask a lot of questions. So I have that understanding and it helps me understand how to navigate things with my job or my team. Um, what else do I do? Um, I think also before, and I think you and I talked about this before when you're new in a job, don't all of a sudden just implement all these new ideas. Yes, really ask don't. questions first, <laughs> ask questions first. And of course, in any new job, you're going to have lots of great, what you think are great ideas, mm-hmm. but be- I'm very strategic about how 
I share a new idea or an idea. It may not even be new. Mm-hmm. So the first thing I do is ask a question about the situation. Let's say I'm just going to totally make something up. Let's say I want to, I have an idea of how we might improve a new process. The first thing I would do is ask questions about my boss's thoughts about the process, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know? So what, and again, I'm just making it up off the fly, but uh, when it comes to this process, what are some things you like about it? What are your pain points? What are some of the things you think are the most important about it? Not so important. So I get that information first and then I share an idea. Okay. Well, based on what you said, I was thinking, what, what if we took this approach or what if we tried this? What are your thoughts about that? Because mm-hmm. you're aligning your ideas to what's important to them. And again, it's that's a real key to get buy-in from your boss or really from anybody. You could use that strategy for anyone. Absolutely. So I ask a lot of questions because there's a lot of things I'm just like, huh, I think we could do this. I think we could try this. But to your point, I'm not like, let's try this. Let's try that. Let's try this. Again, it can offend people. And it's important to ask questions first. So you kind of get a feel for who created the idea. Who's I, mm-hmm. you know, what mm-hmm. if, what if you share an idea and it was the person who created the idea and it, your idea is like completely different than what they shared. Ooh, that would be political suicide. Awkward. <laughs> like I say, awkward. Right. And Very you want to build up a positive reputation. You want get, right. to get people's buy-in to what you're doing as a leader. So that, those are some things that I do uh, with my yeah. boss. And I think we should also cover when you're new, how do you manage things with your new team too? If, if you're a leader and have direct reports. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I like what you said out there, which was um, alignment. I mean, yes. that's, that's, that's probably the biggest word and the biggest key. If you don't remember anything from the podcast, remember just alignment. Cause if you remember that and what that means is that you want to align with your boss, what they're doing, what they're saying, which means you need to understand what that is first before, like you said, you jump in and try to change everything. Right. So. Right. Um, I think that's perfect. I ha- actually have an example with while you were talking, I'm like, oh yeah, this did happen. Mm-hmm. And, and not in the not so positive way. I, um, we have a new HR business partner and she was working with a new team and I'm also working with this team. So both of us are working with this new team. And um, she realized that there's a, a function in this department. She's like, well, why do they do that? It seems very high touch. And this should go back to the corporate and we shouldn't be doing this little detailed part of this job. And do we even need this little department of two or three people in here? They should, that should flow back into the corporate function. So we're meeting with the director and the, the person who's over this um, area that we're like kind of looking at and being like, I don't know if we really need this. This may be something we may be able to get rid of. Um, and, you know, she's talking to them and they're explaining, hey, this is what they do and this is how they do it. You know, blah, blah. And I was like, I, it, it, like the light bulb went off and I, I, I messaged her during the meeting. I said, you need to check with the former HR people that handled this group, because obviously they probably thought the same thing we're thinking, but there's a reason why they're still here. Mm-hmm. And she got my message. She said, good point. So we kind of cut the meeting short yeah. and then went back and did some investigation and found out, oh, this is why this department is here. And we shouldn't be thinking about, do we need to cut this department or do we need to get, you know, leave it out of here? Mm-hmm. So, you know, thinking about that alignment, um, you know, when you see something that's off, like you said, ask a bunch of questions first before you start moving in saying, hey, we can streamline <laughs> and get this out of here. And then that'll be great. And it will save right. money. You know, you're thinking from that angle, but you, you you best go back and look and see how you got there. 
Right. Before exactly. You start moving, exactly. You know, trying to make those moves. Mm-hmm. I found that approach works too. Uh, mm-hmm. I have to say taking that approach, a lot of my ideas have been openly received and mm-hmm. we're ready to try some of these things. And um, I'm barely 30 days in. <laughs> and yes. so, so yeah, it works. Let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, That's good. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So I also like to ask because yeah, managing your boss is really important. That em- manager uh, employee relationship is so critical when it comes to your engagement, when it comes to your success, all of that, that alignment is probably one of the most important things I think, but I like to take just a different lens on this and, and ask the question, what do you say are some must do's when it comes to managing your boss? Uh, and then what are some don'ts? What are some things you absolutely should not do? And I also want to make sure we also incorporate the, the concept of managing up because, um, you know, there's, there's strategies to managing your, your boss, um, to where you're still a leader, you still can influence, you still can, um, move things in a certain direction. It's just all about, about strategy, which is to me is about managing up. So I just don't want to forget about that when we, as we're having the conversations, but what are some do's and don'ts you would say, uh, you would recommend or want to share when it comes to managing your boss? So um, when you're managing your boss, there's, there's a there's a don't. And I think we talked about one of the don'ts, like don't sit in there and think you could change everything right off the mm-hmm. bat. Mm-hmm. But don't talk about your boss in a negative yeah. light. Yeah. Let's just let's just start out with the with the one that's, you know, just don't do that. Right. Um, and I know there's situations where you don't care for your boss, you don't like them. Um, but as that employee, um, you you need to protect your brand and you want to not talk about your boss in a disparaging way to, to anybody else. Don't yeah. do that. Yeah. That, that doesn't mean that doesn't do anything for your boss. Doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. Um, so when you think about managing your boss, you know, I think that um, keep your boss informed. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is probably the most difficult one. Well, I'll say difficult for me when there's something that you I've had in the past to tell my boss when I have to give them critical feedback or constructive feedback. Let's put, let's say constructive feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, like I said earlier, your boss is a human being too. He's a, he or she is a person. Mm-hmm. So you want to, if you see them do something that's like, yeah, that was not correct. And it, this is how it showed up. Right. Mm-hmm. You, you, you need to have those conversations with your boss because you, you don't want them to be seen in a negative light or something happened that somebody should give them some constructive feedback and nobody does. Yeah. And then when it gets blown up, they're like, why didn't you tell me? Yeah. You don't want to be, you, you want to, you want to be able to have that critical, honest conversation with them. Now, yes. How do you do it? I mean, it's, I guess it's, you know, people do it in different ways, but you know, when I had to give my boss feedback, I said, you know, um, I'd like to give you some feedback of just, you know, things I've either observed or how I've seen this play out as we've gone through this project or whatever. And usually my boss has been very uh, thankful um, or, you know, appreciated um, me letting them know. Yeah. So, yeah. um, So I mixed the do's and the don'ts in there, but okay. Those (laughs) those are my couple that I have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Love that. And uh, I couldn't agree with you more. And to add to do's, 
I, I agree. Do share feedback with your manager, especially if they ask, especially mm-hmm. if they ask, be honest with them, yes. be honest with them. And, um, I recognize that not everybody has a great boss. And sometimes yeah, I've, I've heard situations where you share feedback and it's just a terrible situation. And mm-hmm. we, we can talk about managing a difficult boss a little bit too, or it could be its own episode, quite frankly. But um, do share feedback. Be thoughtful about how you share the feedback. Be, mm-hmm. be thoughtful about that. I think that you can um, consider... Um, ways to, to share feedback. It could be, this is where I think, you know, things are good. How I might build upon that is X. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about positioning, I think. Yeah. And I, people, a lot of times are terrified to share feedback. Research shows that even managers are afraid to share feedback <laughs> with their employees. I'm not a part of that statistic. <laughs> Personally, I don't yeah. mind sharing feedback and I don't mind asking because I, I want to hear constructive feedback, even if it's brutal. I would rather know than not know. So, so I'm on the opposite side of that. I don't like to share feedback and I don't like to get it, to be very uh, honest. Okay. So I could I could tell you what it's like from the other side. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Even it's it's not always comfortable, I have to say, but I would mm-hmm. prefer to know. And, um, um, I think it depends on the person to the boss, you know, it could be difficult in certain situations. And so, but I think if you take that general approach, um, that's helpful, but like if, if your boss asks you for feedback, especially share, share something, share Mm -hmm. something with them. It's like, well, I like the way we're doing this, but I could see some opportunities in X. It's again, all about positioning. Yep. So that's one do. I say also ask for feedback from mm-hmm. from your manager. So you're aligned. So you kind of know where you stand with things. Don't wait until the end of the year performance appraisal to ask for feedback. Right. Um, and again, the manager should, to me, share feedback with you willingly without you asking. Yep. But, um, you know, asking for feedback puts you more in control of the situation. So I strongly encourage that ongoing ask for feedback. So, so you kind of can assess what you're doing well and maybe some opportunities for improvement for you as um, the, the, the boss's employee. Um, what else can I say? Communicate, communicate, communicate. That builds upon what you oh share, yes. Terry. Whether it's good news or bad news, share. Share yes. what's going well and share what's not going so well. Never let your boss be blindsided. I think you said that already, Terry. Yes. Yes. Communicate with them please uh, let them know what's going on. Um, You know, like I said, I'm in a new job. Um, I've been working with my team and everything. And I share with my boss kind of what the things I've been talking about with my team. And again, it's an opportunity, another opportunity to align, to make sure that I'm not sharing anything with my team that's not in alignment with my boss's philosophies and her thoughts. So that's a part of the reason why I do that. Um, And so she knows what's going on, what I've been up to. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, what else is a do? Um, communicate is really key. Be honest, ask for feedback. Like I've already said, I'm just kind of going through the list in my head mentally. Um, those are the main ones for now. Yeah. Um, and again, I've already, we've already shared some of them. Make sure you understand what their goals are, their priorities, so that you are doing work that aligns with their priorities. And again, to make them look good. I feel like that's, that's part of your job is to make your boss look good. So that you look good as a team. I think that's, that's really important. That's really Um, important. 
Yeah. And I agree. Don't talk negatively about your boss. It, it can, it will not help you or them, mm-hmm. especially won't help you. If other people tell what you mm-hmm. shared, you definitely don't want that. Um, don'ts are, um, uh, I will say it's just the opposite of what I said. Don't not communicate. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't not communicate. <laughs> right. Uh, keep them informed of, you know, when you're going to be out, what you've been up to, even if they're mm-hmm. kind of a hands-off manager, it's important to, to, you know, communicate with them what's, what's been going on. Cause that has everything to do with your performance and how you'll be evaluated. If they don't know what you're doing, good or bad, how are they going to evaluate you? Right. And um, I'll go back to do's do toot your own horn. Do do that, please. Because, and I've heard a lot of people, I coach people, I coach um, people specifically in career life and business too. But like I said, we're focused more on career right now on the podcast. And I've come across a lot of people who say, I struggle with that. I struggle talking positively about myself and there is an art to it for sure. You don't want to be that person that's always bragging about what they did. Well, my team did this and my team did that, or I did this, or I did that. You don't want to be that guy or girl or woman or man, Um, but there's an art to it. And this is how I do it. So let's say you're meeting with your boss and you're talking about a program that you lead. It's like speaking, as you're talking about the program, you say, speaking of the program, I have some great news to share. We got such great feedback from this team about that. I was so excited about that. It just shows that our program is working. (laughs) It's not like, again, it's not, it's all an approach. You're not like, oh my God, well, look at what I did. I created the program. I did Mm -hmm. this. I did that. I did I, 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 it's just weaving it into the conversation. Mm -hmm. You really need to get good at tooting your own horn if you want to be successful in your career and successful with your boss. But you also want to be able to own up to your mistakes as well. Yes, absolutely. So there's many, many more, I'm sure, but that's all I have at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted to um, circle back when you talked about um, giving feedback and like, I don't have a problem with the feedback. That's something that I I won't say struggle with, but, you know, something that I have to do, you know, here's my word again. I have to do it intentionally. Yeah. Because when I get feedback, especially when it's hard feedback, um, unpleasant feedback, it hurts my feelings, right? I, I mm-hmm. get into my feelings. I'm just being very honest. Um, so when I when I get feedback like that, that does like, you know, sting. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I say thank you for the feedback. You know, yep. I, I appreciate it. And then I have to sit in it for a while. For me, it's a matter of processing because the first thing that's going to come up is my emotion. Yeah. And I, and, but because I know that about myself, I allow myself to have those emotions, not around everybody. You know, if I'm going to be yeah. mad, I'm going to go somewhere and be mad. But that's just how I process it. Then once I get over that emotional state, whether it's anger or sadness or whatever it's going to be, then I can evaluate and be like, okay, let me take what they're saying and figure out how I change my approach or my behavior. Right. But feedback to me is always, gives me a little anxiety to be very honest. Okay. It makes, gives me a little, gives me, makes me a little scared. Cause I'm like, okay, what's it going to be? What I do wrong? Cause I always have this thing like, Oh, what did I do? Yeah. And that's, I know that's not the right thing to have in your mind, but that's what I have in my mind. Yeah. But I, I've yeah. trained myself, like I said, to kind of do it intentionally. And sometimes it's great feedback and I'm, you know, well, most of the time it's pretty good feedback. Everybody's like, yeah, no, you're doing fine. Right. Yeah. Um, but you, you if you're like me and that stuff gives you anxiety and that's okay. Because you're, you know, it's not, nothing wrong with you. It's just, just how you process information. 
mm-hmm. um, still take the feedback, ask for it, and um, just just give yourself time to process it. Yeah, you know, say thank you for the feedback. Always say thank you, and then give yourself time to process yeah. it, and then you, you'll you'll figure it out. Because sometimes it, yeah, it'll hit you and it'll sting you, and you'll be like, dang, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, and you might you know go into your little depression or whatever. But you know, it's it's again, that's how you process. There's right. nothing wrong with you. It's just how you process it. Well, it's a part of being human. I mean, research shows that um, when people give others feedback that's not asked for or not solicited, it puts them in a threat state. Mm-hmm. Neuroscience has proven that. And when you're in a threat state, you are kind of in flight or fight fight mode. So what happens? So your heart rate goes up. You, you mm-hmm. might start sweating. Mm-hmm. You might because you feel threatened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, Terry, let me give you some feedback because you don't know what's coming out on the other mm-hmm. end. Exactly. And so that's why research shows that feed, asking for feedback is really the better approach mm-hmm. um, because you're more in control. It, it gives yeah. you autonomy of, of the situation. It still may not make it comfortable, right. um, but I think it's a part of being human. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just you. I think it's just human nature. Mm-hmm. And um, to, to your point earlier, uh, I think it's good that you have that awareness so that you can process, process mm-hmm. your emotions with it, because maybe your first instinct is, you know, I take it personal. But yeah. one thing I would say is um, try, generally speaking, not to you, Terry, but just in general, try not to take p- feedback personal because it's not mm-hmm. about you. It's just about a, an action or a behavior or whatnot and that that could use some improvement. And nobody's perfect. We mm-hmm. all have room to grow. Yep. And um, it's, it's, it's all good. And I like what you said, receive feedback as a gift. Thank people mm-hmm. for the feedback. Cause if you don't, they're not going to keep giving it to you. And right. you, feedback is, I look at feedback as valuable data, valuable information that will help me grow. If you look it at is. it as data and not take it personal, it might be easier to process, mm-hmm. but everybody's different. Everybody's different. I'm not saying that will work. That's just a, an approach to consider. It's just information. You don't even have to accept it. It may not always right. be true. Right. Feedback exactly. might not be always be accurate. So assess, have you heard this before? Um, mm-hmm. Is this, does this resonate with what you're thinking? Because it can create more awareness too. Um, right. And I think, you know, everybody has different levels of self-awareness. Mm-hmm. So uh, consider all of that when it comes to feedback. But um, there's so much research around how feedback is so helpful to employee growth and development. Is an, and it's another reason why I'd say don't shy away from it. Um, I'd also say, too, that when it comes to managing your boss, don't always feel like you have to agree with your boss. Exactly. Again, you talked That's about a, alignment, and I think alignment is important. Mm-hmm. But you can align and still not agree on everything. Absolutely. And I think you can share your approach to things. And if it's rejected, it's rejected. That's okay. But don't not share your ideas, I would say, or don't not, um, don't feel like you always have to be like, oh, okay, whatever you say, like, and comment to don't America, do that. whatever you like, no, yeah, don't do that. You're there for a reason because <laughs> exactly. you have the ideas and thoughts that, that should be helpful to the team. Mm-hmm. So, and again, there's different dynamics with managers where that could be more difficult. And maybe we cover an episode on managing your, a difficult boss, because that's a whole different thing and a whole different approach. And, um, um, it's not what we're saying may not be as easy when you're dealing with a difficult boss. So we might cover that, um, another time in the future. So that's anything else in terms of, uh, tips for managing your boss? 
No, sorry to get off on a tangent on uh, feedback, but it's oh, no, no, <laughs> that's all very relevant to managing your career. And I think it's yeah. great and uh, important, important skill to have as an employee uh, and as a, a manager for, for that matter. So, so all good stuff, all good stuff. Yeah, well, I would, I would love to hear if your folks had any um, other tips that we might not have thought of on managing yeah. the boss. So. Yeah. Yeah. If, Hey, listeners, if you have other tips, feel free to share them with us. Um, we invite you to comment. Um, first of all, subscribe to the podcast, <laughs> uh, wherever you listen, whether it's iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple podcast, um, wherever you listen, make sure you subscribe and also comment and rate, um, our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, again, asking for feedback, feedback, we're, right. We're telling you to, <laughs> to ask for feedback and we're doing the same thing. Ask, we want your feedback, not only mm-hmm. on the podcast, but also on the topic. If you have, uh, some other thoughts about do's and don'ts in terms of managing your boss, we love to hear from you. Those are the things that come to my mind as most important. There's many others. Um, and I'm sure for you, Terry as well, mm-hmm. but, um, Again, thank you for being um, my guest, Terry. Anything else you want to share before we close out today's episode? No, I think I'm good. Thank you. Okay. Well, thank you again, Terry. Thank you to our listeners for listening. We so appreciate you. Again, there's still more content coming uh, that you can almost can never run out of topics on life, career, and business. Okay. So we'll still be here. And again, we'll talk to you next time. Bye, everyone.